Beautiful people. Boy, has it been a long, long day. I am actually not going to do the homework. It's almost like I think I like to goof off on the weekends and talk to you, or just there's, you know, that much stuff happening that I like sharing with you on the weekends. So I'm going to tell you about a little addict behavior instead of recovery behavior, but. First, let me tell you, it was generally a really good day. It feels like every other day, you know, in general, I did the same kind of things, except for I didn't have my day job ruining my life in the middle of it. (laughs) All right, I'm exaggerating. I didn't have my day job to pay attention to because it's Saturday. So I was able to focus on a lot of things, and I've been literally on the computer for like the last six hours, so that helps keep me out of trouble, and I'm learning a whole new business, which is pretty cool. And then I led my first webinar today, which was um, fun and and different. It's, it's way different when people could see your face. You can't see my face. So I don't have to get dressed up for you. I don't have to, you know, keep a poker face, pun intended on my gambling free show. Um, Anyway, so that I thought went pretty well for my first time. There was about a dozen people there throughout the course of it. Two of them I knew, you know, a little better than the rest. But my exercise that I presented seemed to be well received. So that was a win because that's the kind of stuff that I'm learning how to do in the background. And I went to go to the store and I forgot my mask. So I came home and I ended up not buying stuff. I was able able to get my prescription, but it's still, it's so weird right now that, you know, New York's pretty much still, they called it starting to open about a week ago, but everybody's still mandated to wear masks and, you know, be very careful and all that stuff, which I am not opposed to. And now this last week, it's, I'm hearing from so many different parts of the world and states in these groups and everybody's at different stages and we talked about worry this week in in one of our conversations here on the show and I'm not going to worry about it but I am going to say it'll be interesting to see what this next wave looks like or or what the next you know does everybody become healthy because the politicians decided to open stuff up is there really this fall, you know, version? I sure as heck hope not. Um, you know, it it's intrigue, I guess, at this point. Um, I'm still so, I'm sad for all the loss and then not only the loss, but the survivors. Oh, I'm going to tell you a story. I'm gonna, all right. I have to remember to tell you a story. So maybe tomorrow night when we take... Um, take the night off the relapse symptoms and write myself a note because well we'll see how much time I have sorry you're hearing me think out loud so the addict behavior thing I wanted to share is 
you know, I have been so proud of the center and I tell you guys about it all the time. That's where my groups are. That's where a lot of my people are. That's where my counselor is, right? There's so many positive things. And I, I, I'm guessing some of it is because of the quarantine and some of the frustration around what's going on in the world. But there's been a precedent where uh, two people in particular – There's always conflict. If one says the sky is blue, the other one will argue with them until a lot of the people in the audience get frustrated. Some people leave the room that we're talking in. And it's been an ongoing thing for a long time. I was caught in the crossfire, I think, once. And I think I even told you guys about it because I was getting private messages in the background. And it, it escalated to name calling and religion and politics and it's just not the way I mean in a recovery environment I don't know I guess I'm grateful by the way that I get to vent and and bounce this off of you but it bothers me it really bothers me and I know it's kind of unavoidable like in the real world there's always going to be people that almost look for conflict and I'm here to tell you that, well, I guess this actually kind of ties in, you know, is it a symptom of a relapse when we're acting like we want to look for fights? I didn't mean to actually make that our topic tonight, but that's almost what it's like is like some of these folks want to fight for the sake of fighting and maybe they're just tired of fighting with the people in their own households. Um, and to be completely honest, I struggle with the personalities of both of the people fighting, but nobody knows that. They'll only know if they're listening now. But nobody would know that on the surface. And part of what keeps me in line with that is you guys, because it goes back to my practice, what I preach and wanting to be a good human and trying to work my recovery, engaging in arguments just for the sake of it, all it does is generate the kinds of feelings that could make someone want to go gamble or drink or so I'm today I'm oh God, I think I'm on my sixth day again without having so I haven't had a cigarette since March twenty first. However, I've told you that I've cheated and I've had cigars and I and I vape, but I haven't even had the cigars in six days. And reading this stuff made me want to go to the store and buy a pack of cigars. I didn't, but I could feel those emotions and, and the triggers and the, okay, so what I'm going to do is... Um, not completely remove myself, but I'm not even going to get involved in the conversation, whatever. I need to protect myself. And I guess that ties into the fact that here we are. It's Memorial Day weekend. The webinar that I was in today was in the alcohol recovery group that I'm in. And the group meetings at the center even the last week have been about, you know, in a traditional Memorial Day weekend here in the States, there's parades and there's picnics and there's a lot of partying, a lot of partying. Now, 
partying wasn't my first go-to, but going to the casino sure was. Like I got pulled over on Memorial Day years ago, um, coming back from Foxwoods. Like we were up over 24 hours gambling. I had my mother and my cousin in the car. I shouldn't have been driving. I actually let my cousin drive for a little bit of it, but, um, you know, in the 20 questions, you know, have you hurt yourself or, or others? And really, I, I shouldn't have been driving, you know, anyway, with the fatigue. But it's easy to go into family dynamics or these situations, especially if there's alcohol or drugs involved, and spend time with people and have discussions. Who knows? Maybe you could go to a picnic and have the same kind of conversation about what what I'm hearing and, and learning this last week. And I don't remember, I don't watch the news. So I have really no idea, which means I shouldn't have an opinion because it would be an uneducated opinion. And what's the point? I'm not looking to argue with it. I want the information that I need to survive, which is like, hey, is so-and-so store open or or whatever. If I need something, I'll look it up that way. But I don't need that weight of all that negativity, whether it's in the chat room of my group or the news or politics. You know, it's an election year as I, I sure some people have it super on their radar and I'm sure other folks are totally distracted by it. I don't know what, you know, that'll look like. And... I do have some opinions about politics, but not in any great, um, not anything I would ever share publicly or in an unsafe, you know, place or conversation. Even my relatives can't get along about it. Anyway, there's all these variables, right? Like there, there's so many. And I, I guess what I want to say to you tonight is, First of all, if you're feeling any of these things, I'm sorry. You know, I'm I'm sorry that you're going through that because it can it can really suck. And and depending on, you know, where you are mentally, um maybe even physically where you are, you know, it can I don't want to say it's like an excuse to go gamble or an excuse to drink or drug or whatever, but it's almost like I could understand it even more if it was up to me to understand. Again, I'm just kind of talking in theory here. But these things, I don't want to say if I, all right. So when Bob died, I remember Bill saying to me, um, you know, I had just gotten back from the trip. I had, you know, the two deaths in a week. I'm still not over some other stuff from last year. And he looked at me and he said, you know, you had every reason to gamble this week, which sounds counterintuitive. And he was he was trying to say it as a compliment. But that's kind of what's happening right now. And I'm not giving you a blank check. I'm just saying that it's it's brewing and it would be so much easier to cope in negative fashions and I guess the first thing I'm asking you is, is be aware of your feelings, you know, and emotions. And if you are feeling that angst or that anxiety or that anger or whatever, you know, go for a walk, call someone that'll make you feel better, 
I don't know, meditate, do something that puts you in a happy place. You're going to hear, you're going to hear from a, a guest when we start doing regular episodes again on Fridays and she kind of goes through a, a breathing exercise for us to kind of help us out of urges. You've already heard from Neil and I believe his, his statement was that it's 90 seconds you know, that's as long as an urge lasts. And that helps me. That's helping me with smoking, if I'm being completely honest. Um, when I do feel that need to go to the store, I'm like, uh, it'll only be 90 seconds. I'll forget about it. Now, again, the pendulum's kind of swinging, and I'm, I have ice cream and cookies in the house. But I have to forgive myself for that. And I, I, just, I just do. I can't do it all. And I need to remember that. You know, and actually it shouldn't even be forgiveness. I should give myself a little bit of, I don't know, grace. So, you know, I've accomplished so much the last, God, especially the last year. But yeah, especially the last year. But but to get through where I feel really good about not wanting to gamble and I feel pretty good about not wanting to drink. I mean, there's still some questions and, you know, I think my last scheduled vacation of this year, we finally broke down and we moved it to next year. I'm going to have a very busy, fun next year. And that was the one that was giving me the most, um, like hesitation in the back of my mind because it's a cruise and, you know, you could buy a drink package and it's, it's folks that, um, I drink around or with traditionally so but that got moved so maybe and it was funny because when I was rescheduling I was like oh well maybe this got moved because I would have drank and you know like my weird wheels turning but okay well it got moved to next year maybe I'll be better positioned to not drink you know for whatever reasons I know I'm all over the place thank you for for listening and understanding. I I would imagine that there might be a person or two out there whose brain bounces around as much as mine with thoughts like this. So I'm going to leave you with be kind to yourself. Try to avoid, you know, those situations that put you in a bad spot and um, come back tomorrow. And hopefully I wrote it down. So I want to remember, I have to tell you about this story that I saw about a father's opinion about how his son was died because of coronavirus is basically the, the story. So I'm going to share that with you tomorrow. I hope that you have a good, good evening. I hope you're staying safe and I will chat with you in the morning. Good night, beautiful people. <laughs>